I don't know uh, how long I'll be before you. I got a message. Not, I don't think it's, well, you know, any message from God is a good message. But I got a small message for you. How about that? So um, I didn't have um, a lot of time to rehearse it because you really can't rehearse the word too much. You got to kind of let the spirit guide you. Um, So once again, like I said, I got to read from a screen a little bit here. And please bear with me. I'm sorry. But uh, I did have a, uh, a lot of time this month, this being our anniversary month. Amen. 11 years strong. And it's been a real good one. Amen. So all this month, we were, you know, blessed with classes and sermons. Um, I would like to just highlight those for a quick moment. We have the joy of the Lord is no ploy, self-growth, reverence is to be held, or reverence is to be had, from victim to victor, yet praise, when I couldn't break out, he broke in and called out a rejection. Amen. Those are from all our leaders and guest speakers that came in this month. Amen. A mighty powerful week, month, whole month of anniversaries. Amen. So I had a lot of time to think. And of course, me just recently getting back into the swing of things on a continuously basis this month. They said, hey, you got Bible class on the 29th. I said, oh, nah, y'all put me up there again. Okay. But uh, I'm going to tell y'all a quick story about what kind of brought up forth something. Uh, I was sitting at home. I was watching uh, television and Paul, the apostle of Christ, uh, it's a video that or actually a movie, it had came on. Um, It was Paul's final imprisonment, and it showed great imagery of the first church and how God used Paul to get the letters to the people. It also displayed Luke and his involvement with Paul on his last ride before he was beheaded. Uh, Most of all, what got me at times in this movie, as I was watching it, was the persecution of Christians, uh, followers and believers of Jesus Christ, who were given, or followers and Je- or followers and believers of Jesus Christ, who were being taken from their homes, being picked up in the streets and harassed to no end. Uh, Christians were being burned alive as torches to light the streets. And being in, put into arenas for sport and entertainment. So as I sat there on the couch thanking God for the time I'm living in because I'm not persecuted like they were back in the day during this time, all of a sudden the title of this class came about and that's Don't Take It For Granted. <laughs> I go into uh, Ephesians 2. Verses 11 through 18. Wherefore, remember that ye, being in past time Gentiles in the flesh, who are all called uncircumcision by that which is called the circumcisions in the flesh made by hand, that at the time, that at that time 
you were without Christ, being aliens from the commonwealth of Israel and strangers from, from the covenant of promises, having no hope and without God in the world. But now, in Christ Jesus, ye who sometimes were far off are made nigh by the blood of Christ. For he is our peace, who hath made both one, and hath broken down the middle wall of partitions between us, having abolished his flesh and enmity, even the law of commandments contained in ordinance, ordinance for to make in himself of twain one new man, so making peace, and that he might reconcile both unto God in one body by the cross, having slain the enmity thereby. And it came and preached peace to you, where where are far off, and unto them that were nigh. For through him we have access by one spirit unto the Father. Just look at your neighbor and say, Don't don't take it for granted. So my question to the class today is, what is taking it for granted? You don't have to answer. I got the answer right up here. (laughs) Uh, The answer is uh, to underestimate the value of a person's or things. In other words, to accept someone or something to always be available. Uh, such as to serve us without needing to give recognition or thanks. Let's take, for instance, the failure to appreciate. Uh, Let's also go to undervaluing someone or taking someone too lightly. To assume that we will never lose something or to give little attention. I'm talking about taking things for granted. Some of these things that we take for granted nowadays, let's use the world for an example. We take for granted our job, hot running water, relationships, money, and time. We take all these things for granted. But let's just take a look at, uh, uh, let's just take a look at uh, time at this time, right? So in a day, we have 1,440 minutes in a day, right? Let's turn that. 1,440 into minutes. Actually, I'm sorry, into dollars. Um, Now, with this 1,440, every dollar must be spent. No refunds, no givebacks. Now, if we convert this into money, you now begin to see and understand that you ain't going to get this time back. Now, we're turning this, this money or this time into money. We understand that we won't get this money back. So now time is a precious gift. So, as I said, don't take it for granted. We don't want to take a lot of things for granted. Um, My points on today was the profit. We don't want to take the profit for granted. We don't want to take our church for granted. And we don't want to take our worship for granted. Amen? Amen. So, as I look at the class, 
that I have up in front of me. Today's class is just an encouragement not to take things for granted. And it's just to look at things as if it was your last time or chance or opportunity to worship God. Amen. So now let's take the prophet, our pastor. He's our shepherd in the Bible. In the Bible, it shows that our shepherd, or I'm sorry, he's our shepherd. And within that, let's take a glance at the reverence that Deacon Martez Lewis so eloquently put it last uh, week. Uh, the reverence for our pastor is to have a deep respect. Let's take a look at the Bible, and we see that pastors are metaphorically called a shepherd. It's commonly used throughout the New Testament as Paul wrote it to the first churches as they were settling up. We are all sheep, and our pastor is the shepherd. So, the, so let's look at the shepherd and let's take, a, let's take it from a shepherd's point, standpoint at this time, that metaphor. We want to see what the shepherds do. Shepherds protect. Shepherds feed. Shepherds lead. And shepherds care. Amen? When it comes to the protection of the flock, shepherds watch over our souls. And through prayer and call... And, I'm sorry, it is... Oh, I'm sorry. So, when it comes to the protection, when it comes to the protection, the shepherd is the is the herd of, is the head of the flock. Amen. So the shepherd watches over our soul through prayer. And observation, calling out dishonorable behaviors towards God. So we don't want to take that protection for granted. Amen. Amen. Number two, the shepherd feeds us the word of God through preaching, teaching, and counseling members and non-members. Some of y'all don't know, he does counsel non-members. He just went down to Cincinnati Children's to do a class. Those are non-members. So he does do these things. So we don't want to take that for granted. Number three, the sheep tends to wander off, putting themselves, number three, I'm sorry, shepherds lead. So sheep begin to tend to wander off and putting themselves into danger. The shepherd is vital at this moment. Our shepherd, aka our pastor, holds a steady path leading us by example and all we have to do is follow the vision of that our pastor that is put in place for that season amen I'm sorry it is jumping on me number four the shepherd cares Our pastor, his ultimate function is to care for every person that is under his charge. We are Total Restoration Ministries. We are under his charge. So he, I know for a fact he cares. He sat in his pulpit and cried what he prays about and what he cares about amongst us, the sheep. Amen. 
I don't know if I don't know if some of you or actually I'm sorry I actually just yeah. so once again to reiterate the shepherd the shepherd protects the shepherd feeds the shepherd leads and the shepherd cares we don't want to take our shepherd for granted amen So now, let's look at worship. Don't take it, don't take it for granted, amen? So when we look into worship and we don't want to take this for granted, we want to tackle the mind. We need to prepare ourselves to worship. Worship at TRM, it can always be at a high level. It is the enemy's ploy to distract us and for us to react to the distractions and the enemy's major target is our mind. Elder Ruffin said and taught that the battlefield is in the mind. Amen. So the war of your mind is not, is not a passive activity, but it's an active fight. Uh, fought with the power of God and spiritual weapons made available through the gospel and the word. Amen. As the spirit makes the truth of Jesus known. As the spirit, as the spirit makes the truth of Jesus, I'm sorry, jump on. As the spirit, as the spirit makes the truth of Jesus known to us, we must hold fast to Him. First Corinthians fifteen and two. Take cover in them and learn to be proactively fighting with them. Amen. So, what are weapons we fight with? We fight with prayer, medication, meditation, just to name a few. Now, I say prayer, medication, and meditation. Medication being the word. Meditation being your thoughts on the word. Amen. So we don't want to take any of these things for granted. Prayer is very strong. Prayer is very powerful. Uh, so I'll ask you, but are you believing in what you're praying for? Uh, God's desire, it jumped on me again, I'm sorry. God's desire is for us to pray on all occasions with all kinds of requests. We can look at that in, in Ephesians 6.18. But when you pray for those requests, are you taking those requests for granted? Are you taking those requests too lightly? Meditation. Is your mind focused on him and his word? Amen. Our, person, our personal stories are filled with disappointment, brokenness, pain, and as Elder White uh, told us on Sunday, rejection. Uh, our hearts and minds have to be filled. Our hearts and minds have been filled with lies, deceit, and accusations of the world. Now, when you say of the world, meaning the flesh, the enemy tries to pull at the affection and connects us with God and keeps us and keeps us, tries to keep us 
focus on our past disappointments, failures, and our rejections, trying to keep them at the forefront of our mind. Don't take it for granted. Medicate. Medication. The medication would be, are you believing in the word of God? In the world, in a world gone wild, surrounded by enemies of our soul, seeking to distract us, we, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. We, all right, medication. Are you believing in the word of God? In a world gone wild, surrounded by the enemies of our soul seeking to distract us, we desperately need truths of the gospel applied to our minds daily that are spoken repeatedly in the word of God. Paul exhorted in the church of Ephesians, finally be strong in the Lord and in the strength of his might. To put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the schemes of the devil. He then went into description of the armor made available to us through the gospel, which our pastor graciously have equipped us with that information in past Bible classes. The weapons will never be enough if we don't walk in the power of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit who empowers them all. Amen. Now, take your, take your thoughts captive. This is my just personal thing to you guys. Take your thoughts captive and examine them closely. Bring them under submission and don't take them for granted. Finally, sorry, Finally, the church. Hebrews ten twenty five says, "Not forsaking the assembly of ourselves, as the manner of some is, but exhorted one another, and so much the more as ye see the day approaching." So, what is church? Don't answer. I had it up here. It's the people. We're going to elaborate just a little bit on that. The church is not a building. Our pastor has said that multiple times. But a body of believers which specific, which, with a specific purpose. The purpose is to worship, edify, and evangelize to a vision brought forth by our shepherd. Our worship should be Christ-centered. He should be around it. Amen. He should be in it always. Our worship should not be entertaining or theatrics, light shows, or anything of those natures, but about expressing our love and worship, our love and worshiping our God. We should praise and glorify God in worship by being a part of fellowship regularly, which puts in place, which is put in place by our shepherd. 
fellowship is gathering each one of us. Is a fellowship is the gathering of each one of us coming together, whether that is our prayer hour, our Christian education, our morning worship, or our Bible study. Let's not forget the great events that are organized throughout the year through all the auxiliaries. They are an extension of the church. Amen. Let's not, oh, these events are a great way to keep us following the vision in tune with God as he expands the church. Never forget what it feels like to be lost. Where sin abounds, grace abounds more. Don't let satisfaction or complacency make you comfortable to where you stop the following of the vision or hearing of the word of God. Amen. In my conclusion, Paul had, Paul, he had weaknesses. Uh, the movie really displayed that a lot. Paul was, he was, he was troubled by his past. He was killing Christians. So the movie kind of portrayed this a little bit, and it showed that every Christian that he had killed, they were just following him in his dreams. I don't know about you, but I know when I've done something wrong a little bit, it does pop up in my dreams. So I think the movie really depicted that very well because Paul was troubled. But Paul never let what happened stop him from giving God all the glory. Paul kept spreading the word of God long after he got regained his vision. And he was bringing God's vision to the church and to the people of God. So don't take anything for granted that God has placed in your path, in our path, or I'm sorry, don't take anything that God has placed in our paths. The vision put forth, the man and woman of God, the auxiliaries put in place, the church building we are allowed to worship in, how blessed we are to have each other. It's amazing to be able to pray together, study, and learn together. My final thought is to worship together, fellowship together, and be a part of the ministry which allows us to grow gracefully and allows the Holy Spirit to have its way in our lives and to try not to dictate the Spirit in that process. Amen? Amen. I'm sorry, jump on. <laughs> My final thought of what was given to me, it was never lose your joy and especially your faith. Always remember you are not a victim but the victor. That's my time.